everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Faux Show. Today is Sunday, June 8th. My name is Angela. And my name is Chris. And as most of you know, The Faux Show is not a real show. It is a social experience because I don't look at you. I look at the chat which I have here on my iPad. Oh, the chat room. I've got that full screen. Boom! On my screen. I... Um, yeah, it's right there. There it is. <laughs> and it's over there. It's over there on monitor. doesn't matter, Angela. It's actually built into the best lower third on the internet over at the jblive.tv live stream. Seriously. We have assembled the smartest, most intelligent, most good-looking people on the internet, and they have joined us in our own lower third. It's the power of the internet, you guys. Seriously, look at them. Look, look at, at all them those go. people's in. They're rocking it today with us. That's yeah. cool. And we're just doing this a little bit after the Linux Action Show on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and today we're talking about solar Freaking roadways. Yep. You've probably seen this uh, because the video's got like what a jillion views. Yeah, it went viral. Like, and what's crazy is like um, I don't consider it going viral until I saw it. <laughs> I'm like the benchmark, so, you guys. <laughs> so at um, day 23 of their Indiegogo is when I saw it for the first that time. That sounds like you're 23 days into something that was already popular. Is what it sounds like to me. It no, sounds like you were no, on the no. you're on the ass end hey, of that. You know what? So then it was only it was. Just under $500,000 funded. Oh, okay, okay. All right, you're a little hipster now. Your hipster cred's coming back. And in two days, since after I saw it. (laughs) Right. And shared it. You put it on the web. Put it on the, yeah. It exploded. $1.99 million. Well, so it it actually ended like um, 20 days ago or something. But they extended it because they're like, hey, we can get more money. Because they got $1.9 million. Well, at the time, they had just just met their $1 million mark. Face um, cool. Yeah. So anyway, they it's still going on for another 12 days. So you can take a look and see if you want to uh, sponsor or contribute to this. But um, it is an epic idea. and The idea itself is quite epic. Yeah. So the idea is an idea that I've had in the past. <laughs> Me too. Actually. I, mean, I, think, I think that's why it's actually I done so well, because a lot of people have been like, man, there's a lot of roads. No, no. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. I've always thought like, yeah, the roads, um, you know, they're black and they absorb the heat and, you know, potentially contributing to global warming a little bit and they're just kind of useless and it would be really cool if they were multifunctional. Well, that's what the, that's what they did. Uh, it's a couple that, um, one's an engineer and one's something else, I forget, but... Um, a wizard. <laughs> they... Uh, they decided to make these hexagonal um, solar panels that right. have a textured tempered type glass on top of it that holds a lot of weight and um, can stop a car that's going 80 miles per hour in the time that is meant to stop. Um, you mean traction-wise? Yes. And how, how can that be, though, when they're wet? Well, um, th- they they messed around with the texture and stuff. Mm. Hmm. But anyway, the only um, thing, the only reason why I'm skeptical is because the the nature of cement is like it's this uneven, rocky, porous right. thing that the rubber naturally sort of grips into. Right. Whereas with glass, I mean, you have you have a smoothing process, you have a wearing down process, and when you add ice or water, you you get something that is much slicker than concrete. I mean, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how the, the what the surface of the glass is. I, I yeah. don't know. Well, in their frequently asked questions, which I, I strongly suggest you take a read through before you, well, not before you contribute, but um, it basically, it's a it's a glass composite. It's some other things in the glass. Okay, so it's not just and, regular glass. Yeah, but because that the makes primary sense. ingredient is glass, they call it glass. Uh, do you want to play a little it. bit of the video? Because I mean, um, it's yeah, the video sure. that I think that got them this far. So, and they didn't actually make this? Um, this video, like uh, this, this video that's got them all the attention. Right. So, 
today's teaser was faux freaking show. Faux with a road freaking show because this video is- because of this video, yeah, which was submitted by Scott Brusaw, um, who made it after he saw the Indiegogo video. Okay, and it is really cool. So solar freaking roadways. What are they? They're solar freaking roadways. What do they want from me? Well, they're solar freaking roadways. Okay, so actually this time, what is it? It's technology that replaces all roadways, parking lots, sidewalks, driveways, tarmacs, bike paths, and outdoor recreation surfaces with solar panels. And not just lifeless, boring solar panels, smart microprocessing, interlocking, hexagonal solar units. No more useless asphalt and concrete just sitting there baking in the sun, needing to be repaved and filling with potholes that ruin your axle alignment on your sweet ride, bro. These are intelligent solar panels. Replace the panel at a time if damaged or malfunctioning. They're covered with a new tempered glass material that has been designed and tested to meet all impact, load, and traction requirements. Oh, and did I mention that they're also solar panels? They generate electricity, they generate capital. They pay for themselves and they keep paying more because we're not gonna run out of sun for like 15 billion years. That lowers the cost of energy, unlike those bills in the mail that keep going up. And it's clean energy. Everyone can theoretically drive an electric car with no pollution and a minimal carbon footprint. So the it's about a uh, seven minute video and uh, it's a pretty good video. Like it grabbed my attention, that's for sure. Um, and I got to say, when I watch this, it almost seems like this utopian idea of let's replace all of the roads and we can afford it because it'll generate its own power and it won't have problems. It won't dam it won't get damaged. Um, yeah. So Rotten Corpse is in the chat room and, and not holding back on his disbelief of this <laughs> yeah, product. It, and, it, and he says, Angela, please don't tell me you buy into this garbage. Well, no, I don't buy into it, but I think we're on the right track. And there are some things... Um, you know, there's a lot of skeptics out there. And if you check the show notes, I have linked several different articles that bring up very valid points. Um, and uh, a podcaster who's done a, a video of um, debunking some of the main things. A good things. video, too. It's a little long. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean. But so one of the things that it mentions is, you know, no more useless asphalt. Well, asphalt actually is a lot of recycled material, which is one of that guy's. Uh, oh, because in the video they say it uses recycled materials, right. unlike unlike roads, but actually, yeah, except yeah. Um, and the the one thing that I thought of that I haven't really seen other people talk about is, you know, would would our existing roads need to be pulled up because that's a huge cost, right? And and I did read in their frequently asked questions that no, they're going to use as much existing roadways as possible. They build on top of it. Yes, which makes me wonder. <laughs> then why, you know, kind of it. Yeah. So um, one of the probably best arguments for a, a, that's against the solar freaking roadways is that the glass. Well, first of all, it has to be clear. You know, it has to be see through so, so that the solar no, panels. Can, no, no snow. Well, that's no dirt di on that's the That's different. But dirt and tire marks. And or, or what about cars? Cars would be blocking the sun. Well, if they were parked. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there's but a lot of cars on the road. All the all the solar panels are connected together supposedly wirelessly. That's what they said. Um, and they talk to each other and they share power. So if a car is over a couple right. of cells, the oh, ones sure. around it can compensate. It's a smart so, grid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They made up some terminology and they're frequently asked questions. I'm like, oh, that's that's hilarious. That that's a thing. <laughs> but um anyway. So yeah. Um and and supposedly it is strong enough. Like they they put in actual like pounds that it can hold. And I mean, you think about like car accidents though, and you think about like trucks that have stuff flying off the back of them and well, accelerating at seventy miles per hour and smashing into the ground. Right. Well, it actually brings up you know Google has their own their smart car coming self -driving out, self-driving car. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and you wonder if those could be used in coordination. Well, that would be, yeah. I mean, I mean, so uh, the idea here that you could take existing surfaces that we just have exposed and essentially mm -hmm. absorbing heat right now and not do anything with it, that idea I like, like sidewalks. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what if, you're a, what if you're a campus like Microsoft that we have here in the Pacific Northwest, and Microsoft has a huge campus with mm -hmm. tons of sidewalks and walkways and pathways. What if they solar freaking roadway the, the walkways there? Yeah. Right? And, and like, so Microsoft well, could generate some of their building's power from exactly. their sidewalks. Or, I mean, I'm just going to put this out there. Why not the roofs? Why not the rooftops? Right. Why not put solar? Why not make solar freaking rooftops? I know. Um, and what's interesting is, yeah, they're, they're claiming that these will absorb more effectively than like solar farms. But I, I don't think I don't think they will because they're first of all, they're not like tilted, which is best for absorbing sunlight. And also they're just going to have so much crap on them all the time. Well, Andrews, let me tell you a little something I learned from a man named Neil deGrasse Tyson from a little show called Cosmos. But first, I want to thank our sponsor this week, and that is Ting.com. Go over to Foe.Ting.com. Why would you go to Foe.Ting.com? Why? Because you'll save $25 off your first device. And if you've got a device and you're going to bring it, I'll give you $25 of Ting credit. And dude, if you're like me, that's going to pay for like more than your first month of Ting. It's nuts. And the reason is, no contract, and it's pay for what you use. It's a flat $6 per line. Okay, so get this. Get your head around this. Get right for a second. Focus. $6 a month. Then your usage. And then whatever the man's got to put on top of that. So if the man's got to put some taxes on there, I mean, it's the government. What are you going to do? But it's flat $6 and then your usage. That's crazy, you guys. And that totally flips the whole mobile industry on its head. They're trying to figure out what to do. And the great thing is when you buy a Ting phone, you own that phone. It's not in part of a two-year contract. You're not amortizing that cost over two years. You own that sucker outright just like you would a PC. And why wouldn't you? These things are smartphones. These things are computers. Foe.ting.com. And... You gotta be. You gotta really respect the way that Ting does their pricing. So, as a, as now somebody who's been for a Ting customer for how long has it been? It's been well over a year. It's, it's like been a year, year and a half. No, no, because it was like the beginning of 2013, and this is 2014 and June. So it's been like a year and a half, right? That's time math. Mm -hmm. And I, I gotta tell you, <laughs> sticking around for a long time, I really appreciate the fact that some months I'm heavy. You know about being like heavy flow, Ange. I'm heavy on my minute <laughs> flow, heavy on my megabyte flow. You know what I'm talking about, right, Ange? And then some months I'm not that heavy. And then that's where Ting really is a great service because I'm getting the I, – I only pay for what I use, and to me that's where the value is at. Foe.ting.com. Check out their control panel. Check out their devices and check out the Ting blog. There's lots of great finance tips on there too. And while you're over there, the savings calculator. Foe.ting.com. And a big thank you to Ting for sponsoring The Foe Show. Oh, woo! So Neil deGrasse right. – Oh, mm -hmm. Go ahead. Mr. Tyson taught me in uh, Cosmos two weeks ago – that mm -hmm. uh, we are uh, we are having a bit of a, a, a global warming, as he calls it. Uh, this is new to me, greenhouse gases. But what he spe specifically said is the sun is like this great source of energy. And it kind of goes into how uh, the different areas of the earth get warmed up in like the summertime versus the wintertime. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about like walkways and stuff like that. But they were showing like there's there are places in the world where you could put solar panels and they would get enough sun year round that they would generate enough power that if you combine that with like some offshore wind, mm -hmm. we're done. We're set. Uh. And so uh, uh, imagine imagine like taking that to like a small business standpoint, like Jupiter Broadcasting. Mm -hmm. If we had solar freaking rooftops and we could generate from the sun all the power we needed to run this studio. Right. I mean, for us as a business. Yeah. That, that seems like a worthwhile investment to me if if that if the cost of that roofing material wasn't like super prohibitive. 
Right. So one of the things that they suggest in the video is that uh, if it snows, the these will these uh, roadways will heat themselves. Right. And one of the reasons, or one of the naysayer guys, one of the reasons that he gave that that can't be is because the reason why we have snow plows is to push the snow out of the way. Otherwise, we'd have snow melters. We'd have trucks that would just melt the snow instead of pushing it off to the side. It is. It requires too much energy to melt snow. And so there's well, there's a couple things. If it's snowing, the sun's not out. Right. If so it's where snowing, you get the- the, there's snow on the panels. Right. So where's it going to get the energy? Well, okay. So the idea was that these panels would have heaters built into them. And the, uh-huh. the technology would be such that as it started to get cold out at a certain temperature, they would turn on. So they could be proactively warming up. So it's not like it's not like you don't just turn them on once there's a ton of snow. Right. You turn them on as it starts to snow, so that way the snow ever, never has a chance to build up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and I also now these particular solar panels are are pretty low efficiency. Mm-hmm. Like it's like uh, I've worked at a company where they were aiming for like eighty percent efficiency, which is unheard of, and these are like twenty percent efficiency mm, because of that. because of the type of glass, less light gets through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what my point is is like well, even when the sun's there's transfer loss too. Right. Moving that right energy. But around. even when the sun is not out, mm-hmm. you there there's still light photons. Yes. You yeah, still yeah. have light. I know. That's why you still get a sunburn when it's cloudy. Right. So you mm-hmm. can still generate power even if it's not a sunny day. But in a snowstorm. Well. Because yeah, then you've got like clouds yeah. and yeah. And I know snow it's a lot. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um. Oh, let's see. What was the other point? Uh. Hmm. The it snow. Was a good one. Oh, okay. Well, do you have it in the doc? I could look. No, I don't know. Oh, um, well, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So the video says that they can make uh, three times the energy that we use in the United States, or it can generate if it was on all the roads. But um, the problem with that is that it doesn't actually talk about how to store that energy. Oh. You know, there would have to be some sort of storage place, and then at night it would need to access that because one thing we haven't mentioned is the LED lights. Oh yeah, yeah. The lo- the roads like you could fast forward just fast forward the video. They show it. You can just show it from the video. They'd have a pretty good graphic of it, like where we live, like in freaking Tron. Uh, and I think uh, I-, I like the idea of like for a parking lot, mm-hmm. being able to re- sort of redraw the lines of a parking lot or make it a baseball field or or whatever it would be. Right. I think that's kind of a neat idea. Real, because this is the real world. Whoa. But these panels are also pressure sensitive, so they can detect when large debris like branches or boulders have fallen onto the road, or if an animal is crossing. It can warn drivers with LED text to slow down for an obstruction. I'm very, you know, in- environmentally conscious. Good, because solar roadways use. A- All right, so they have these LED lights. So like, I like the idea of like, hey, there's a moose on the road <laughs> or whatever it is. Like, slow down ahead. But where are you gonna? It, you gotta, you gotta, you got something bad about the LED lights? Um, no, I was going to actually point out on, um, so that's one of the major things is people say, well, we're not going to be able to see LED lights in sunlight. Well, I kind of, direct sunlight. I kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. yeah. So I went to their frequently asked questions and they actually address it. And I'm not saying that I believe it per se. But they um, have like angled lights or whatever? No, they just, they, they have tested it in bright sunlight and they do work. Um, let's see, will okay. the LEDs even show up yeah. in direct sunlight? What do they say? Yes. For the prototype, though, we found that the LEDs we chose were not quite bright enough during the daytime. Okay. We don't anticipate any problems as there are LED stoplights and billboards everywhere that are very bright, even in direct sunlight. That's true. At night, our LEDs are almost too bright. We made them adjustable so that we turn them down at night. We can also turn them off entirely if no vehicles are on the road. All right. Well, so, I mean, like, take out the economics of this for right now, and let's just get in our time machine and go to the future here. Uh, I 
I think for private property, this is a foregone conclusion. Because if I could mm-hmm. be Walmart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they actually stay, say in their frequently asked questions that um, the power generated is owned by whoever owns that piece of exactly. land. Exactly. Yeah. So if I'm Walmart, I can generate some of my own power, even if it's even if it's only 60% or 40% or 30%. If, if this LED thing actually is legit, mm-hmm. and, and based on the volume of traffic in my store, I could dynamically reset my parking lots to accommodate more or less people, right. of course I'm going to do that. Yeah. No I mean, that's going to get more people in the door. That's going to keep going to keep lawsuits off my ass. I mean, well, it's... and special events. Okay, there's only going to be parking around the perimeter. Yeah. The inside is for race cars. I mean, hello. You know, <laughs> every town has like, you know, we have like the, the Monroe Center where like there's a, sometimes mm-hmm. a fair, sometimes there's races. Imagine like being able to dynamically regenerate the layouts of of the floors and the parking lots based on the event that's going on and somebody shows up with their device so they sync up to the network and they lay out the uh, parking lot like boom okay you're good to go mm-hmm. Wee wizard brings up an interesting point angela won't those leds be completely covered by road grime in a matter of weeks i would it's possible i would but wonder yeah. you know what uh, one of the things they talk about is job generation and maybe there will be trucks that drive water washers down these roads all the time but somebody has to pay those people yeah I mean, the thing the is, is, like... Okay, so, yeah. I see, mean, this is the part that I... Because I mean, you're talking about oil, you're talking about yeah. dirt, you're talking about crap falling off vehicles. You're yeah. going to have constantly... So when you... If this glass does bust open, mm-hmm. what it exposes underneath isn't more cement. It's it's solar panels, it's LED lights, it's electronics. And they, they claim, like, you know, well, one of the things we would do, too, is on the sides of the roads, we'd have conduits for the power cables to be laid down. Yeah. And so... and, and On yes, one side and water drainage for the other. That would be great. It would be. It's brilliant. But it's... You'd have to take those power lines off the poles and put them down yeah. in there, and it's not Which just a matter. Costs money. You don't just take wires and put them in the ground. It doesn't just work like that. And and the other thing is, is glass does not absorb the water like the cement does. And yeah, you have a runoff conduit, yeah. but cement. It, it, it not only does the water sort of be based on the way the roads are designed, sort of wash off, but the cement itself can absorb some of that water. It mm-hmm. can absorb some of those liquids. And, and, you know, like here in the Pacific Northwest, like we'll get like we'll get like a range of sunshine and then boom, it just rains and rains and rains. And what happens is all of the oils that cars have been dripping as they've been driving, yeah. down, driving down the road start just like coming up out of the out of the out of the rock. And it gets really slick. Imagine that on top of glass, though, Ange. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why electric cars would be great because then there wouldn't be any oil. <laughs> and just says, let's get to it because um, we can do it. According yeah. To Jaren, we can do it. Yeah. Um, McCabe says that South Korea already has a type of road marker that can wash the road. So, yeah, yeah that's okay. possible. Here's something that I hadn't thought about until I read the uh, frequently asked question. Um, wouldn't animals be all over the road during the winter? Won't the warmth of the road attract oh, them? Yeah, totally. I could see that. Right? Yeah. They say no, but they've only tested that on a small patch of, uh, you know, that they have made of their... Yeah, you, I thing. think you would have animals like uh, like sunbathing, or like curling up on the cold on the warm road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then another thing that they mentioned, which is great, is uh, and and it's something that I had thought of too, and that is if people, uh, well, if if there's these expensive electronics built in and the solar panel into these panels, people are going to try to steal them. Oh, totally. You know, they claim that. Even if they're removed, they wirelessly talk to all the other ones. And so the people that try to steal them will be on world's dumbest criminals or whatever. <laughs> it's um, not, because you can't, that's, that's not even technically possible. Well, Unless each individual octagon has LTE built in, which 
is not going to happen because the mm. cost of that, the LTE network alone wouldn't be able to handle that load. And then the cost to do that would be impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's impossible for each cell to have its own data connection. The only way it could possibly work is through mesh networking. And then they have endpoints every so often where there's a connection. But if you move one of those nodes away from that mesh network, there's no connectivity. I mean, it's mm, just impossible. Interesting. Okay. That's their, I was wondering if you That's have... in their fact? They say it like that? Yeah. Um, no, that's, t- that's impossible. No, I mean, unfortunately, we don't live in Star Trek where there's just subspace communications everywhere. Yeah, these parents... Panels must be valuable. What's to keep people from stealing them for home use? Each panel has its own microprocessor, which communicates wirelessly with the surrounding panels. They monitor each. They monitor each other for malfunctions or problems. Even if someone were able to pull a panel out of the road and load it on a truck, the stolen panel would continue communicating with all the other panels no. in the road. Now, how could the you road do that? The road would know exactly where it was well, and, and how fast it was moving, making the go. criminal a sitting duck for yeah. law enforcement. That's, but you hear how is, they phrase that. What they're saying is, it has if connect- they're on the road, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It has connectivity as long as you're driving down the road. As soon as yeah. you go off the road, and, and the other thing is, is this going to that would cause a ton of radio noise. If you had all the roads around here generating radio signals, mm-hmm. that's going to smash Ooh. the wireless spectrum. First of all, and who knows? I mean, I, I, right. I, I, and and if they're not on a licensed spectrum, if they're using just a public spectrum like 2.4 gigahertz or something like mm-hmm. that, well, we've just all lost our Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if they're using something proprietary or something licensed, then yeah, as long as it's on the road. But as soon as you drove onto a road that wasn't glass based or you drove uh, far enough away, like down a dirt road or whatever, like you brought it into your house or whatever, it would lose connection. Mm-hmm. So another thing that had been brought up is, uh, you know, people have seen the texture of of the road ones. They're they're kind of rough and they're like, I, I wouldn't want to walk on that. What I read in their frequently asked question is they actually will have two different textures. They're going to have a walking texture and they're going to have a driving texture. I'm all so, about the walking one. Like, Yeah, me too. I can't really come up with bad reasons why you wouldn't want a sidewalk like this if you have the money and the means. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Other than cost. I mean, it seems it seems like a no-brainer. Yep. So they keep adding um, to their Indiegogo. They keep adding oh, cool. different things that you can win. Um, probably the coolest thing that they did was um, they had broken solar panel pieces or filaments or whatever yeah that they (laughs) that they put inside a light bulb and made into a necklace yeah but that sold out like a long time ago so they have like name on your on their parking lot and stuff they have the you know a a prototype hexagon oh that would be cool to have yeah they have especially if it lit up yeah they have a four inch and a seven inch no it wouldn't but look at the cost here for a seven inch hexagon it's ten thousand dollars i know so you're getting an idea i mean these are early costs and not at bulk but you're getting an idea of what the raw cost is um and and i think this is one of those things that society gets all excited about Mm -hmm. that doesn't actually itself result in a direct product Mm -hmm. or at least at scale but it sets us down a a path of thinking that results in a I've I always I I often like to kind of like daydream about like what are we going to look back at in 50 years and think was quaint like you look mm-hmm. back at how computers used to fill an entire room and how quaint that is and how they'd have operators just to manage the different parts and that's you know it's it's it's, it's very funny to look back at now and I've I've often wondered like okay take 2014 Mm-hmm. Give fifty years plus uh, perspective. What are we going to have that we having having sidewalks that light up with LED signals and stuff like that? It seems so obvious to me. Yeah. The other thing I've immediately thought of is you know the road signs, the road closure signs. You know, like yes, road, road closed ahead. Right. I could totally see somebody, repro- you know, hacking the system <laughs> and reprogramming a road to be like, dude, you're going the wrong way. You know what you I would know, do? Like I'd draw a big penis on yeah. the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that kind of bothers me. <laughs> and um yeah. 
So there's there's a lot of costs um, associated with this. There's there's one thing that I thought was really funny, and let me just uh, see if I can. Solar uh, freaking maybe. I mean, <laughs> solar freaking maybe. Maybe oh, they have another website for um, like all the numbers related stuff. But oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. So this is lots great. of links in the show notes. So the solar freaking roadways. Yeah. Indiegogo. Yeah. Okay. Is it one point nine million dollars? One point nine. After nine. I think it's been like forty days. Of original goal of one million. Yeah, forty days on on it. And reading Rainbow <laughs> <laughs> had reached a million in twelve hours. Well, it's in a book. And now it's at three point five million after only seven days. Okay, Andrew's Geek Challenge. What is his name? Lavar Burton. Oh, you got it. Dude, I watched the Reading Rainbow. Well that's Star Trek. And what was his Star Trek character name? You know what else? Okay. Uh, Jordy. Oh, look at you! What was his first name? <laughs> LaForge. <laughs> wow. Wow, good job, sweetie. Um, anyway, he was uh, he was actually just in Psych the other day, which was cool that I watched. But anyway, so I, just, I think it's kind of funny. I mean, it, literacy is good, and so is power. <laughs> <laughs> Across the board. <laughs> you know what else is cool? What? Patreon.com. You know why Patreon.com is cool? Because we're helping fund a new generation of Jupiter Broadcasting shows, investing in the infrastructure of the Jupiter Broadcasting Network, and financing future projects that are just crazy and far out there. And we're trying to integrate it with content that we believe is appropriate, like the Unfiltered Show or How To Linux, shows that are absolutely crazy-ass ambitious that we have no freaking right to do, and shows we want to take our time on to get just right that are now crowdfunded over at patreon.com slash today to fund the Jupiter Broadcasting Network and our daily tech show slash Linux to support the new, just launched it, How To Linux show and slash unfilter to support the excellent unfilter show. How about that, Andrews? It's amazing. It is really, really exciting. So where do you want to start? Let's show the, uh, let's see where Hold we're on, at. let me. Oh, are you opening it right now? I'm trying. Look at you. Look at you being all like open it and stuff while I'm talking about it. Okay, there we go. All right, should we start with the slash Linux? Sure. There, there we go. There it is, go. my awesome logo. Yes, you did good work on that. <laughs> and uh, we've got 35 patrons right now. And um, this show, one of the things that we want to maybe experiment with as we get some more funding. So we've got, uh, we've got a bunch of weekly show ideas figured out. But eventually, we're going to get past the stuff that's really easy to do weekly because Chase, you know, he's, he's going to have, he's going to eventually have his feet under him. He's going to understand how to use Linux. Then we want to branch out into crazy ass projects, really build some cool stuff. That doesn't necessarily fit a weekly release cadence. Mm -hmm. And a weekly release cadence is what sponsors want to see. If we can get this Patreon funding to a certain level, we're going to take our time with some episodes. Maybe we'll miss an episode once every couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm telling you, if you help fund us, we're going to miss weeks. That's my commitment to you because we want to make sure that when we do release an episode, it's totally kick-ass. And the idea is with the Patreon system, we can still actually give you guys a total S-ton of content throughout the weeks to our patrons exclusively, and then boom, we'll drop the public episode that's all polished with everything you need to know, all nice. But the only way to really do that is through a crowdfunded project. So that's why How To Linux is on Patreon, patreon.com slash Linux. We've got crazy awesome ideas, and I'd love to get your guys' support. What do we got next, Andrews? What's up next? Oh, you want to show it? There you go. You can show it. There you go. Look at that. That's our first opening video right there. A uh, beautiful shot of the downtown Seattle Look at that. Such a great shot. And then, boom, there's Chase's face. <laughs> All right, so what do we have next? Tech Talk Today yep. at 140 patrons. Yep. Daily tech show from an open source Linux perspective. 
Monday through Thursday next week, for example, Chase will be joining me because it's E3 time. So Chase is going to come on and give us the gamer's perspective. The week after that, it's Google I.O. We'll be talking about that. All kinds of tech events that come up, but from the perspective of Linux users, from the perspective of the open source crowd. And the other thing about our specific Patreon for Tech Talk today, unlike our other shows, this one's not only just keeping the show on the air. We've reached the milestone that keeps the show on the air, and it's ad-free. The Patreon's already made the show ad-free. Yeah, is that's crazy. Awesome. Awesome. Now what we're doing is we're funding infrastructure costs of Jupiter Broadcasting through this. So this is where we go and we take all of the proceeds from this and we invest it in Jupiter Broadcasting. We work on stuff. And as we go along the way, the show benefits from that. So we've got challenges and milestones that as we reach them, we'll have fun events that happen in the show. But on the back end, we're making serious infrastructure investments and future projects investments for Jupiter Broadcasting. So it's a cool way to publicly see some results, but also help us work on our back end stuff to make things tighter, better, improved, upgrade, etc. It's all outlined at patreon.com slash today. And last but not least, patreon.com slash unfilter. Unfilter is like no other show on the Internet. It is, it is literally documenting the times in which we live. It is the news you need to know about. Go watch your psych. Go watch your sports. Go watch your Simpsons and then come to Unfilter and get caught up on all the actual <laughs> news that actually matters and skip all of the propaganda. That's what Unfilter delivers, and that's why we've had people jump in over to Unfilter, patreon.com slash Unfilter. You guys are rocking it, and Angela's prepping some swag for our 3333 members. Uh, well, and for the- uh... Tech Talk Today. Tech Talk Today, people. Yep. In fact, we had, there's uh, 16 patrons now <clears throat> of the 48, and when I ordered the swag, there were three, <laughs> and and I ordered 10 <laughs> of that swag, and now there's 16, and so now I've got to, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I not, told people, like, get in over the weekend because we're going to lock it in on Monday. Yeah, well, so I want to see the product before I order more because yeah. it was really just a test. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's something we've never done before. It's not a shirt. Yeah. And, yes. uh, but speaking of shirts, we do have a limited Unfilter 100 shirt over at teespring.com slash, guess what, Unfilter 100. I and, know. You know, nobody figured that out. Ahead of time. This is limited time. So what we're doing from time to time, if you're a longtime viewer, you know that we've sort of had, uh, we're changing the way we do our funding. We don't want to overdo the ads. And we've lost our Amazon affiliate. So we're doing, from time to time, we're going to do swag that's available to the general Jupiter Broadcasting audience. This is a way to support the Unfilter show and get yourself something. So if you go to Unfilter, or Patreon, I'm sorry, Teespring, wow. I mean, <laughs> Jupiter, I mean, which one is it? I'm kidding. It's teespring.com slash Unfilter100. Grab the shirt. We have, a, we have a shirt. We have a hoodie. We have a tee. And they're really awesome. Yep. There's a lot of URLs. I know I just like downloaded like a trillion URLs to your face, but we have links in the show notes. Yep. And uh, I I am the master merchandiser. Yeah. Ange is the, is the swag hag for sure. She's rocking <laughs> Swag <it>. hag, yeah. <laughs> UK, it's not my exactly. nickname. You came up <laughs> with it. No. Don't, get, it, don't it put is, that it on is. me. Do we no, have no. a sack? Are we going to? No. That was a big sack. That was yeah, essentially that was a sack like, right there. Yeah, pretty much. Sorry for the sack in your face, everybody. But we mm -hmm. just got June is a crazy month for Jupiter Broadcasting. I don't know if we've ever had this much stuff going on. And a big part of it is because now we're moved into our new studio. Mm -hmm. And we've made this investment, and now it's time to just get down and get some work done, get some content out there for you guys, and do it in a new way that's refreshing, that keeps things edgy, and also helps us sort of prepare for even future bigger projects. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about what we have coming up, including Tech Talk Today and How To Links and a lot of other things too. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, you can always participate live. Yep. Over at jblive.tv. <laughs> Join the faux show after Linux Action Show. It all kicks off around 10 a.m. Pacific. Right, Andrews? Yes. And how can they get a hold of us? Uh, they can go to the contact form. Which is at? Jupiterbroadcasting.com forward slash contact. Or they could email Angela at jupiterbroadcasting.com. She's mm -hmm. also on Twitter. Mm -hmm. 
Andrews. And on Instagram. At Andrews. Um, uh, at Mom Vault. For your personal. And Jupiter Broadcasting. Jupiter Broadcasting for Jupiter Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, I do the socials. There's some good stuff on that Instagram feed. On the, I know. Especially on the Mom Vault one because our children are adorable. But the Jupiter Broadcasting one has some really good stuff too. I mean, yeah, oh, send send in your code to radio shirts, please. Yeah, don't we have, uh, we do have, um, don't we have like that coming up? Like, isn't that a thing? What? The that July what? 6th? Don't you want to mention the July 6th awards? Yes. Really? Yes. That's not Coda Radio Show. No, though. I know. But we oh, do. Okay. We should mention the July 6th awards before we run. Oh, there's your mom vault page. Yep. Look at this. There we go. That's Maybe. That's, that's my beautiful daughter. Isn't right she adorable? She's very adorable. That is my, that's my daughter, and she's very cute. And that's my boy, and that's my other daughter. She's also very, very adorable. And there's my kids not so sure about that horse. <laughs> uh, but the end result was they liked the horse. Yep. So. All right, All right, so, so uh, July 6th yep. awards. Uh, let us know what you're working on this summer or winter for those down under. Send in your picture, link, and an explanation to Angela at JupiterBroadcasting.com. If you're uh, launching a company or a podcast, which seems to be common, or if you're working on a car. Or or just taking care of your backyard. Yep, or knitting. or Yeah, wow, before and after pictures of your backyard would be cool. Seriously. I mean, yeah. we just want to see your project, and we'll do a, a award show on there. If you yeah. got a podcast and you're going to compete with me, um, I'm going to drive to where you live, and I'm going to get in a... <laughs> kick fight and i'm gonna punch you in the face yeah not really no no we'll give you a good plug actually yeah <laughs> yeah actually that's what yeah. it is so all right angus yep that's it for this episode of the faux show um, remember if you want to learn more about solar roadways and watch the whole solar freaking roadways it's a good video get the links it is and the and I've then there's there's the skeptic video version too yes in the, show notes. the link is yeah that is linked in the show notes as well and i would recommend watching both before you uh, contribute just to Know know what you're know what you're donating towards. Yeah. I agree. That's it. We'll see you next week. Did you enjoy this photo show? Well guess what? You can catch more at jupiterbroadcasting.com and subscribe to the weekly RSS feed. This is unfiltered. (laughs) Episode (laughs) four. Episode four. For June eighth. Two (laughs) thousand and fourteen. Are we gonna get chickens? No. Oh god, that'd be f- well, not really. No. We should get chickens. Yeah, you you can get chickens right here at the, at the studio. Yeah. I should get put them right out there. And then I don't I'm, think you can. And then when I'm doing a show, well, I don't know. If it was like two chickens, I think I could do it. I think I'd be better ducks because then they could eat slugs for us, and we could still eat the eggs. I think I could do ducks. I don't know about chickens. I've done chickens, so you know I've had chickens. Okay. Tab complete. Oh no, fifty full Chris is here. Where? No. Yeah, I take a spoonful of honey a day for allergies. What's up, Beck? He's my future husband. Hey! Oh, that's right. <laughs> he was gonna be at Linux Fest, but he's not. Oh, too was, bad for you, right? It was gonna be. <laughs> it was gonna be so cool to meet my future husband. You almost said romantic. I heard you say it. <laughs> romantic. Yeah, it was gonna be so romantic. <laughs> that is. Let's amazing. sneak out at Linux Fest and go get pizza <laughs> and drink Mountain Dew together. Oh. Q5 said, Angela, you did meet your future husband. Oh, jeez, I got you know, you know, if I ever, uh, if I ever die, you got, you're taken care of. That's for sure.